Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle today. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Dan Capril, your local wealth coach, certified financial planner right here in Cincinnati, Dayton, and serving you in the surrounding communities as well. Check him out online by going to quizdan.com. Dan's the president of Matson and Capril. You can also call at any time, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844 844- quiz dan dan thanks for being here this week how are you sir i'm great i'm fantastic i actually got through the thanksgiving holiday without gaining weight so i'm feeling uh feeling Im- pretty good about it. impressive <laughs> even even with uh you know the knee impingement on top of that i know i know i avoided i avoided desserts that was my uh that was my big thing and i think i only had one roll at dinner i mean i had plenty of turkey and stuffing but uh it was the stuff that makes you really bloated i stayed away see the so. rolls are what get it's not to the desserts i, I could eat a hundred rolls me too i love oh, bread I- yeah, I mean, the whole key now I've learned when it comes to bread, because bread is clear. If I give up bread, I will lose weight. But the whole thing is like when you go to a restaurant, don't let them bring the bread. If you don't let them bring the bread, you can't eat it. So that's, yeah. yeah, if it's there in front of you and you're hungry, you're going to start eating. There's just no way. How, how could you possibly avoid it? Plus, yeah. it'd be an insult to the restaurant, so you have to eat it if they put it in front of you. So just prevent it altogether. Here's the bad news, Dan. It's just beginning. So you've got yeah. a long road ahead of you. But good, congratulations on winning the first battle. It's a challenge. Listen, I'm up for challenges. You know, People say you can't lose weight or you can't maintain your weight during the holidays. I said, no, 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 I can do it. You know, So we'll see. Well, there you <laughs> if go. you weigh yourself every day, I will tell you this for what it's worth. For me, anyway, if I weigh myself every day, it definitely affects my behavior in a positive way. So That's a good tip. Good to know. Yeah. Well, speaking of tips, we've got a lot of good financial ones for you on today's show. We'll talk about uh, a great story in Tales from the Tax Side a little bit later on. Plus, we'll talk about the way things used to be, how financial and retirement planning was for past generations, and see what we can learn from that and how things are different today. And I'll throw some statements Dan's way, and we'll see if he agrees or disagrees with me. All of that on today's agenda. Plus, we're going to answer some of your questions to kick things off this week. If you want to submit a question to be featured on the show, go to quizdan.com and quiz Dan. The first one comes to us from Calvin in Madeira. Calvin says, we have two different vacation homes that we plan to keep for a while instead of buying long-term care insurance. I'm planning to just sell one or both of the homes if we need nursing home care. Is that an unwise strategy? Well, Calvin, I wouldn't say it's the best strategy, and here's why. Well, first of all, you know, I don't have a lot of details here. But understand that the cost of custodial care, which is what we're talking about here, when we decline in life physically to where we need assistance with the activities of daily living or the things that I say you normally don't want anybody ever helping you with, you know, there is a, a you know, relatively sizable portion of the population that gets to that point and they need it. And that costs a lot of money. And the problem is that that type of care, the cost of it grows 6 7% a year. So the first issue is, is your real estate going to grow in the same rate as the cost of custodial care? If it doesn't, and I have a hunch it may not, then your ability to pay for that with your real estate may go down because, you know, over time, you know, in 10 years, the cost of custodial care will double. The value of those properties double in the next 10 years. So that's the first thing you need to consider. The second thing is when people, when their health declines to this point, sometimes it's over, it's overnight. You know, I mean, there's a lot of horrible things like strokes, dementia, things can set on faster with some people and you may not have the time then to sell these properties to access the liquidity in the time frame that you need it. So, you know, you got to be a little bit careful with that. Now, look, if you want to self-insure your exposure to custodial care, that's your decision. Just make sure you can truly afford it and make sure that if you have a spouse, that he or she isn't going to be hurt by the spend down of those assets. I generally recommend if you can insure it, you should insure that exposure. But if you're going to use your assets to do it, Real estate would not be my first choice. In fact, it might even be my last choice for the reasons previously stated. You, you don't know for certain if that's going to grow in value. 
And then secondly, you know, liquidating it for cash, you know, that can take a while. And if you're in poor health, how are you going to do it? So you're making it a lot more complicated. Whereas if you had the insurance, obviously, it's just a phone call. So keep that in mind. I'm not going to say it's unwise. I'm just going to tell you it's not the best solution. There's, there are better ways to do it. And you really ought to consider those. That's a great advice and something important to think about. But always love it when our listeners are thinking in this kind of way, wondering, how can I make sure I'm fully covered? That's great. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's the good sign. Thanks, Calvin, for the question. Go to quizdan.com if you want to submit a question to be featured on the show. If you want to have a one-on-one conversation with Dan and his team about your financial plan, you can get in touch with them by picking up the phone and calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844 quiz Dan. Another question here. This one's from Larry in Mount Lookout. Larry says, I've been worried about the stock market, so I've invested our Roth IRAs in a money market fund. Anything wrong with that? Well, Larry, there's potentially a lot of things wrong with it, and there might be nothing wrong with it. So let's first talk about this worries that you have about the stock market. Look, in the 20 plus years I've been doing this, I have conversations with people when the market's up, they tell me it's going to go down. When it's down, they tell me it's going to go down further. Everybody wants to predict what's going to happen in the short run. Just a couple of weeks ago, during the election, in one night, uh, when it it became obvious that Donald Trump won the election, you saw stock market futures tumble, and then overnight, they soared up. The key here is, what's this money for, Larry? Is it for the short run? Is it for the money that you need in the next year, two years, five years? Or is it money that you're going to need long term? You're never going to be able to successfully time the market. Give that up. If you think you're going to figure out what markets are going to do before anyone else, the only way that's going to work, Larry, is for you to have the newspaper before anybody else gets it. You get the information before anyone else gets it. Other than that, it's pure speculation. But in your lifetime, Larry, there's been plenty of pieces of bad economic news. And yet, go back and research what the Dow was trading at the year you were born, Larry. And then just think about all of the bad economic news that has occurred from the day that you were born till now. Some pretty bad stuff, really. In fact, it's almost, it's hard to think of the good stuff. Well, that's because the good stuff, one, we don't write about it. But secondly, it's more the norm because the bad news usually isn't as bad as we think it's going to be. So take, for example, when I was born, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was trading in the mid 600s. And now it's like 19,000. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of doubling over 52 years. It is only logical. Wait, excuse me, I'm 53. 53 years. It is only logical to assume going forward that you're going to see it continue to go up because that's just the normal condition of life. Will there be declines in the short run? Of course there will be. We just don't know when they're going to be. So, you know, the first thing is, you know, why are you worried? We have to examine that part of it. The second thing is returns. Look, if you've got the money sitting in the money market account, you know you're not even going to get 1% on the money. And when you add in inflation, and eventually, well, let's say it's in a Roth, so you don't have to pay any taxes. So I like that. But, you know, inflation is probably going to be a lot greater than any interest they're giving you. So I always like to joke with people that if you think putting your money in a money market is safe, well, I would argue what you're really doing is going broke safely because the purchasing power of that money just continues to go down with each and every year. So, you have to have a diversified portfolio that addresses the overall needs that you have. And picking your portfolio is usually the last step in the process. You need to first have an understanding as far as when you retire, how much money you're going to need. You then need to factor in the income sources that you're going to have. For most people, it's just Social Security. And then from there, we need to figure out what rate of return do you need on your nest egg so that you can have the retirement that you want without going broke. And then you build a portfolio. You build a portfolio to give you that return with the least amount of volatility. What you're kind of doing, Larry, is you're doing the process in reverse. You're just speculating on what markets are going to do. And generally speaking, most people get hurt not by being in the market when it goes down. Why? Because it tends to come back. In fact, it always has come back. Now, people get hurt by being out of the market when it goes up because when they finally get back in, they're getting in too high. So you want to weigh this one out. You know, one of the suggestions I've heard, Larry, is, you know, we have a chapter in our book, Retirement Rescue, called There Is No Nostradamus. And it really addresses this market timing myth that too many times people find themselves, you know, trying to, to play, you know, trying to get in this market timing game. And it's, it's a myth as to whether or not they, that they can do it successfully. They can't because, again, markets are based on news. 
So get a copy of that book. In fact, you know, all of our listeners, you know, we, we send this book out for free. It's part of our retirement rescue toolkit. I'm happy to do it. You know, put a lot of work into, into laying this out for people, but in a, in a short layman's term, we didn't want to write a, an overly technical book. We just wanted to show you how commonsensical good financial planning is. So you want to get a copy of that, Larry, or any of our listeners out there, a couple of ways you can do it. I think the easiest way is if you have a smartphone, just text the word retire to 555-888. Again, for retire to 555-888. And again, when you do that, you're going to get a link back. You got to click on the link and then a web page pops up and you just enter your data in there and we'll get it out to you right away. The ways you can do it, you can go to quizdan.com, click on the box that says quizdan. You can give our office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN, and ask for your retirement rescue toolkit. But really, there's a good chapter in this book on that. In fact, I think it's the first chapter, if I'm not mistaken. And it's one of the two biggest mistakes I'm seeing people make with their retirement. One of them is this idea that they can somehow tie markets. And then the other one is to minimize the impact that taxation is going to have on your retirement planning. And so the mistake is people just keep kicking that tax can down the road. So get a copy of the toolkit. It not only has a book, it's got a CD in it, a few reports. We're always adding stuff to it. We'll also do workshops specifically for people who've ordered the toolkit. You get on our newsletter list. So a lot of good stuff that comes along with it. And there's no cost. And the stress ball. Yeah, yeah, the stress ball too. Yeah, (laughs) in the shape of a bomb. It says 401k taxes on it. So uh so anyway, text the word retire to 555-888, enter your information. We'll get that out to you on Monday. Again, that's to get the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Just text the word retire to the number 555-888. Click on the link, fill out the information. doesn't take but a moment to do that, and then you'll get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit. But you have to fill out the information. Some people text, and then they go to fill out the information. They don't complete the form. We don't know where to send the toolkit. So like Dan said, make sure you do that follow it all the way through. Text the word retire to 555-888. If you don't have a smartphone, this is always important to remember, you know, the the link won't work on your phone. So be sure to call or if you have a landline, this is a great point as well. Just call and request that toolkit. 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number. 844-QUIZ-DAN and the number version of that is 844-784-9326. All right, Dan, one more question. This one comes to us from Annie in Loveland. Annie says, is there anything I can do to prevent having to take RMDs from an IRA? Well, Annie, let's first understand what the law says. If you have money in a traditional IRA, so that means it's not a Roth IRA, this could be money that you've accumulated by putting in the, into the IRA every, every year or you rolled it over from your 401k type plan. The law says that when you turn 70 and a half, that year that you turn 70 and a half, you must withdraw a minimum amount. And it's generally, uh, the percentage is just under 4%. And then every year it goes up. The reason they have you do that is because that is taxable income. And the IRS, well, Congress, they want a piece of the action. So they've allowed you to postpone, kick that can down the road, but now it's time to pay the piper. So is there anything you can do to prevent having to take it? Well, technically, no. If the money's in the account, it has to come out. Now, if you forget the year you turn 70 half, if you forgot, you actually have until April 1st of the following year to take it, but then you'll have to take two that following year. So there's a little bit of forgiveness there. And if you just flat out forgot, the penalty's huge. It's actually it's a 50% penalty on the difference between what you should have taken out versus what you did take out. Now, don't panic. If you find yourself in that position, you can request forgiveness of that. You, you'll still have to pull the money out, but the service isn't trying to put the screws to people who make a mistake or just forgot. You know, the paperwork didn't get in in time. So there is, you know, paperwork that you can do to ease that. All right. So the issue is, can I prevent it? Well, no, not if we're going to follow the law. So now the issue is, well, what do I do? One of the concerns that I have with a lot of retirees is that the amount that comes out is so much in many cases because they've been kicking the can down the road that it pushes them up a, a higher tax bracket and it also forces them now to pay taxes on their social security benefits because the income that you get from your IRA whether it be through the RMD or if you took it out previously it really doesn't matter that money that you take out because it's taxable will have an effect on whether or not you have to pay taxes on your social security benefits. So you could get pushed to higher bracket, you could end up paying tax on your social security benefits that maybe you wouldn't have had to had you done some proactive planning. So again, this is why I'm always saying, you know, the two biggest mistakes people make, you know, one is, you know, they, they try to time the market. The second one is they don't understand how to play the tax game. And this idea that you should keep kicking the can down the road as it relates to paying taxes or taking money out of your IRA and paying the tax on it, 
that's a flawed assumption if tax rates go up in the future. And I have a real big concern that they will simply because of the demographics our nation faces. I mean, it's been estimated that in four years, 92% of tax revenues are just going to go to paying entitlement spending and debt on interest. Mm. By entitlement spending, I mean Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. And of course, we have all these other needs. I mean, we have huge infrastructure needs. I mean, those of us, Cincinnati, who take the Brent Spence Bridge, I always have trouble saying that, Brent Spence Bridge regularly know the infrastructure needs that we have. So I'm very concerned tax rates are going to go up. And so what you may find yourself doing is they may require you to take a higher percentage. They may tax it even more. The important thing is that you develop a strategy that maybe doesn't have you keep waiting till 70 half. It may actually make sense to start taking some of this money now. If you take that money now, your RMD will be less when you reach age 70 half. It's complicated. The devil is in the details. And this is why we do a lot of our retirement rescue workshops to discuss this with people so that they understand. Because I'm very concerned that if tax rates go up in the future, the amount of money that you have for your retirement, doesn't matter what it says on your statement. In reality, it's going to be less because the IRS tax lien that Congress has put on your IRA will have gone up. And you can't underestimate that. That is almost, in my personal opinion, that is a certainty is going to happen. So again, as I said previously, that's why we have the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. It gives you the information to make you aware of that. It explains some of the strategies that you can do to minimize the taxes that you're going to face on that nest egg. So get a copy of the book again and the whole kit, the audio piece, the reports, really good stuff. There's even a video series that we send people after they've received the kit, three-part series, online course that I did. So really a lot of great information. There's no cost. It's our thank you for being a listener to our show. Uh, again, if you have a smartphone, text the word retire to triple five triple eight. That's one way. You'll get a link. You click on the link. You fill it out. You got to fill it out, though, because if you don't fill it out, I don't know who to send it to. Go to quizdan.com. Give our office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN, any of those options. But get this information. So, you know, Annie, in short, if you have money in the account, you're probably going to have to do the RMD. There's really no legal way around it. But there are steps you can take to minimize the tax on that. And that's what I want our listeners to be aware of. And that's what I want them to take action on. It's a great thing to do today. Pick up the phone and text the word retire to 555-888 to get the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Again, text retire to 555-888. Click on the link and fill out the information and you'll get that toolkit in the mail. The other thing you can do is call 844-QUIZ-DAN. If you don't have a smartphone or you have a landline, you can just do the old telephone call method, 844 844- Quiz Dan is the number. That's 844-784-9326. This is how you get in touch with Dan Capril, certified financial planner and your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati, Dayton, and the surrounding communities here in the area as well. One more time, text the word retire to 555-888 to get that retirement rescue toolkit. And stay with us. There's much more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. With a constantly changing financial landscape, having a written, customized plan for retirement is more important than ever. In Cincinnati and Dayton, turn to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Webster's defines quizzical as a facial expression indicating mild or amused puzzlement. But there's nothing amusing about uncertainty in your financial future. Keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. Here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, we're going to play a little agree or disagree on today's show. I'm going to throw some statements Dan's way. He'll tell us if he agrees with them or disagrees with them. So we'll see if we can get a little debate going back and forth here. If you want to get in touch, by the way, with Dan Capril, you can do that by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN and find out all about the team at Matson and Capril online by going to quizdan.com. That's quizdan.com. Dan, do you agree or disagree with this, that you should always pay off your house as soon as you can. No, I disagree with that simply because interest is low. I mean, assuming you're, you're dealing with a 3 4% interest rate and assuming you can deduct that from your taxes, you may really be looking at a 25 3% interest rate. You're basically using somebody else's money almost for free. And that would allow you to build up your savings and that you could grow even more. Now, if it gives you a huge psychological boost to have no debt at all, okay. I won't argue, but just make sure that you're not depriving yourself of the liquidity that you're going to need, particularly for retirement. A paid-off house is great, but it won't buy my groceries. 
Mm. So there's a balance there. If interest rates were high, I'd say I'd probably say, yeah, always try to pay it off as soon as you can because they're too darn high. I mean, they used to be 10, 12, 15%. But in the current environment, for a lot of the people that I work with, no, I don't rush them to do that because the, the interest rates are just so darn low. It's almost free money. And I want, I'll take free money anytime you're going to give it to me. Yeah, that's a great point. So that's when it comes to that mortgage debt, a way you can look at that. Do you yep. agree or disagree with this, Dan? Individual bonds are better than bond funds. No, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, granted, if, you, if you're just, you know, if it's a matter of holding a bond for maturity and it's a solid entity like a Procter & Gamble or the U.S. government, fine. But the problem that we have is that interest rates, if interest rates rise, bond values drop. And if I'm just owning one or two bonds, their face value drops as interest rates rise. If I have a bond portfolio where new bonds are coming in, that decline is going to be minimized. The most important thing to understand when you're looking at bonds is you want to look at the quality of the bonds. How are they rated by S&P? And secondly, what's the maturity? How long do you have to wait for those bonds to mature? The longer they have, you have to wait, the more vulnerable you're going to be to rising interest rates. I've always felt that bonds are there to lower the overall volatility of your portfolio. So I like short-term, under 10 years, but I like diversification. So I would say no. And in most cases, particularly if we're dealing with a bond fund with reasonable internal costs, I'd go bond fund over an individual bond almost every time. All right. We're talking about things that Dan either agrees or disagrees with. So far, disagreeing a lot. Let's see if you disagree with this one, Dan. Nobody needs life insurance once they've retired. No, that's false, too. I mean, <laughs> I know where you you're going pe- with that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a pension plan that's going to end when you die and you have dependents that, say, your wife and you know you didn't elect that, that lifetime option on her life, too, you better have the life insurance to offset that, that pension loss. Or if you face taxes at death, I mean, if, if you're concerned that your assets will be taxed at death. Life insurance can be a useful way. Now, I would agree most people probably don't need it, but for a fair percentage of people, it is a useful tool, particularly as it relates to building an estate and helping people in in other generations. The beauty of the life insurance is that the death benefit in almost every case is paid out tax-free. So it's very useful to have. But no, I saw to say nobody, no. Most probably could get by without it. But if your plan, particularly if it requires you to assist others beyond your life, it's a very useful tool. I wouldn't dismiss it. All right. I'm interested in your response to this one, Dan. It's better to have a fee-based advisor instead of a commission-based broker. In theory, it probably shouldn't matter from the standpoint that, in theory, if they're giving you good advice, how they get paid. Look, the commission-based broker is going to get a lot more money up front, and you're going to pay for that. And I always love when they say, oh, no, no, you're not going to pay for it. The company pays me. No, no, you're going to pay for it. In the long run, though, that might be less than if you take the fee approach. Now, having said that, we are a fee-based advisory firm. The reason that I decided very early on to go with a fee-based advisory firm was, number one, I did not want to ask people to pay a huge cost up front. But secondly, I wanted our clients and us to be on the same side of the fence. In other words, we only make more money if our clients make more money. If our client's portfolio drops in value, we make less money. I do think there's too much attention being paid on it because they both have their merits. The the most important thing is, are you really getting objective advice? And the the one problem I've got with commission-based brokers, particularly if they don't charge you any fee, even for their advice, then the only way they can help you is to sell you something. And I got to tell you, we spend a lot of time with people telling them they don't need to make any changes at all in what they're doing. We give them that objectivity, kind of like going to the doctor. You know, if the doctor says you're fine, he still bills you. And that's why I like the fee approach, because you can actually have a business and do that. If you're in the commission-only world, it's very difficult. It's almost like going to a doctor. If a doctor only got paid by giving you surgery or prescribing drugs, everybody would be taking something or having something done to them. So I do have a bias towards it, but I'm not going to tell you that one's inherently you know, better than the other. They both have their pros and cons. Just be certain you're getting the level of objectivity that you need when developing your strategy. Well said. And uh, last but not least, Dan, let's, uh, since we're kind of in that world of sort of commission and talking about fees and that sort of thing, yeah. do you agree or disagree with this that annuities are usually a bad idea? No, look, they're amoral. They're neither good or bad. Now, do I see them often misused? Oh, yeah, lots of times. You know, do I see commission-based advisors selling them when they shouldn't? They should be offering something else? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I look at some of these advisors. Again, I use the doctor metaphor. I always think, you know, what if a doctor was just limited on the medications he could prescribe? And that's what I often see. You know, it's almost like they feel that the annuity is the answer to everything. They just got to figure out what the questions are. 
But no, I mean, we have plenty of clients who use them. It just depends on their situation. There's a right place and time for any, any type of investment tool, but it has to begin with your plan. And if it's being used when it, in, a, in a case where it shouldn't be, like, for example, if I see somebody recommend that the client abandon equities altogether and just use annuities, generally that's a flawed recommendation. And it's, the advisor is probably, in my opinion, being driven somewhat by commissions in, in, in making that recommendation. But there's certainly use for every investment product for most people. It's just a matter of, of understanding the percentages. But they're neither good nor bad. It's how they're being used that's going to determine whether or not it was appropriate. So these are great questions, and these are the types of things that we address in our book, Retirement Rescue, and, and that's a big part of the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. All of these come up in, in that book, and the point I try to make in the book is that, again, it's how you apply these that ultimately determines right, what's right for you, and just too often, we aren't getting a plan first. People are just buying stuff, and they're hoping it means something. So you know, get a copy of this stuff, folks. I mean, it's great information. It's free. We're adding to it all the time. We're enhancing it. We're, we're providing follow-up online courses to the people who've ordered this stuff. So great material, the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. And I say that with all humility, but that's what people tell us when they get it. So get a copy. Very simple. One way, if you have a smartphone, you like to text, text the word retire to 555 the word retire. Link will come back, hit the link, enter your information, boom, it goes out on Monday. Got to give us the information. Now, if you don't give us the information, I can't send you the kit. Otherwise, you can uh, give our office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Uh, if you call right now, you'll leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday. Beth will see that the kit goes out to you. Or you can go to quizdan.com. Click the box. says Quiz Dan. Tell us you want the toolkit, where to send it, and we'll get it out to you. So great questions. And you know, anytime you say that you know, this is always the way to do it, you should be skeptical. Yeah, you should always be skeptical when you hear that, no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt, Dan. Here's, again, the number that you text, 555-888. In the message field, you just put the word retire. Click on the link that we'll send to you and fill out the information, and you'll get the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. If you have a landline, you don't have a smartphone, pick up the phone and call 844-QUIZ-DAN to request that toolkit. 844-784-9326. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN. Thanks for listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle today. More coming up after this. Time for a little puzzle history. We've all heard of and probably have tried to solve the Rubik's Cube. It's a 3D puzzle invented in 1974. Did you know it was originally called the Magic Cube? Millions of these cubes have been sold across the world over the years and are so popular they've even sparked competitions to see who can solve them the fastest. At last check, the fastest to ever solve the Rubik's Cube was Colin Burns with a time of 5.25 seconds. The rest of us probably have a long way to go. Let's get back to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle, the show that helps you navigate your way through that sometimes hard to understand financial landscape. And we help put together all those different puzzle pieces to get a financial plan that fits your particular unique situation. Dan Capril tells us all about how to do that here on the show. He's the president of Matson and Capril, a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach in Cincinnati, Dayton, and the surrounding communities. And in fact, Dan has three offices in the area, one in Cincinnati, one in Beaver Creek, and one in northern Kentucky as well. The number to call to get in touch with Dan is 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844 784 9326. You can also go to quizdan.com to find out more information about Dan and the team. Dan, I want to talk about how things used to be in the financial world, because I think in some ways it might be consensus, maybe you disagree with this, that retirement planning was easier for past generations. I wanted oh, yeah. to, would you agree with that? Oh, no, there's no question about yeah. it. I mean, people, uh, for any other reason, people didn't live as long. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Um, Just that one yeah. factor changes a lot of things. Huge. I mean, it's, it's the number one challenge that we have in working with a family is how long are they going to live. And, I mean, if you go back to when they first created Social Security in the 1960s, the average life expectancy was only 62. Hmm. You had to wait till 65 to get a check. And if you got a check, on average, you only got it for two years. Now, if you get a check, the average person will get one for over 20 years. And that explains a big problem with Social Security. Yeah. Well, you just have to make your money last longer. But, yeah, I mean, think about it. When your grandfather retired, and I, granted, this isn't everybody, and I guarantee you it wasn't my grandfather because um, 
you know, they were fresh off the boat. But in many cases, you worked for one company your whole life, maybe two, and you got a pension when you retired. You didn't have a 401k or anything like that. You just got a pension. And when you added that to your Social Security, usually gave you about 80% of what you were earning previously, and you got that for the rest of your life. And that was easy. You didn't have to invest the money. You didn't worry, worry about anything about that. But then what happened? Well, people started living longer. And so these pensions became ex- incredibly expensive. And as a result, companies got away from them. They couldn't afford them anymore. They couldn't afford to pay out a benefit for a, a number of years longer than the years the guy worked at the company. Just couldn't do it. So that created what we now call defined contribution plans, which is what a 401k, a 403b is, where you get some money from the employer, but a lot of it's yours, and you have to invest it. So you've got to be aware of that because otherwise, if you waste that, well, then the only thing that you've got then is Social Security. And Social Security was never designed to be a retirement plan. It does not give you a lot of money. And sadly, most retirees today, that's the only thing that they've got. And it's largely because they didn't plan and they didn't do things um, properly. So, you know, that and when you add to the fact that you have, you know, a longer life expectancy, you know, these are two big challenges. You have to invest the money, you have to make it longer, and you have to make it last longer for a number of years. Now, you can add to that the fact that, you know, this thought that I could just take a very conservative investment strategy and live off the interest. I mean, that used to be the old idea. Well, I'll just put the lump sum in the bank and I'll just live off the interest every year. Unfortunately, the interest is almost non-existent now. So you're forced to accept, in many cases, some volatility with your returns, to take some level of volatility to give yourself a chance for a higher rate of return because money markets and CDs and those types of things, they, they just don't do it. So it really has become you know, somewhat challenging. And then you throw on top of that, we live in this information age where, forget the internet, I mean, just this 24-hour cable, financial news all the time. You know, one of the things that the people in the media understand quite well is that fear sells. Mm. That if I can get you worried and concerned, you're going to watch. And so, therefore, that has become a big part of the financial media is you're going to get much more viewers if you're talking about a market crash than you ever are if you're going to talk about the possibilities of market going up. Of course, the reality is they don't know anyway. So they just, you know, they just sit there and they, they speculate it. So, you know, you've got that over-analysis that goes with it, and then you go ahead and you you enter, you know, market volatility. The fact that you're not going to get rates of return in a very linear fashion, and in this generation more than any other generation, is going to be reliant more on having equities in their portfolio if they want to avoid going broke. So there's just so many moving parts now that your grandfather's generation didn't have to worry about. He just, you know, got a check. You now have to make sure that all these issues are put in place. Now, sadly, what some people do is they kind of, I don't know if quit's the right word, but I see a default strategy where they'll, they'll take their lump sum, their nest egg. They don't want to take risk. It's understandable. Nobody does, okay? Nobody wants volatility. Everybody wants 12% a year with no volatility and no inflation. I get that. But that's just not going to happen. But what I sadly see way too often is people take that lump sum, that big nest egg of theirs, and they give it all to an insurance company in return for a guaranteed income stream for the rest of their life. And the reason I I, I view that as problematic is that in many cases, the rate of return they get on that money is very low. Yeah, you're right. They can't outlive it. But you know what? The insurance company has a pretty good idea how long you're likely to live. And the way they make money is to make sure they don't give you back any more money than you gave them. In fact, that's exactly how they price their payouts to you. How long is this person likely to live? 15 years? Okay, let's set it up so that by year 15, we've given them back all the money that they've given us. Now, if you live longer than that, you come at it slightly ahead. But keep in mind, in the meantime, the insurance company kept your money and was earning interest on it. So, you know, that can have a place in your portfolio, but too often I, I see it as being the, the easy way out. And as a result, people get, get a much lower payout as a result. So yeah, things are challenged now. And it's largely because of longevity. They're also challenged now more though, because these plans, these 401ks, these 403bs, these IRAs, these suckers have not yet been taxed. 
And now you got to factor that into the equation. I mean, I hear see people concerned about losing 10% in, in the market. I get that. How about losing 40% to the IRS? That's even worse, in my opinion. And that's a matter of law. I mean, there's no getting around that one unless you have some good strategies in place, unless you time. You know, I always tell people, don't try to time the market. But yes, by all means, time the IRS. The devil's in the details on that. You got to look at your situation very carefully. You got to get an understanding of the tax rate you're in now, what you likely could be if you implemented a number of different strategies. But there's a lot of different strategies that you can do that may ultimately result in you having a tax-free retirement. I mean, how great would that be? Be able to have income every year and not pay a dime of tax on it because you already paid the tax on those accounts. There are strategies that can be done. They're, they're too often ignored because we, we tend to get in this attitude we should be kicking the, the tax can down the road. Well, the great news is that you know I'm always a big believer in, in giving people this information because it's my biggest fear that this ticking tax time bomb that we're faced with on our 401ks and IRAs is going to explode and it's going to hurt a lot of people. And I don't want that. So we created the Retirement Rescue Toolkit specifically to rescue people from a lot of these, these challenges that they're faced with, the, the complexities that are out there. Longevity, market volatility, low interest rates, taxes. Get a copy of the kit, folks. It'll, trust me, it'll open your eyes to things that you probably weren't aware of and the strategies that you can do to make things better for yourself. So if you want to get a copy of it, they're free. We usually give out 10, 15 a week. Love to do it. Very simple. Text the word retire to 555-888. That's one way. And you're going to get a link back and you enter information. It's very simple. Uh, you can go to our website, quizdan.com and hit the button that says quiz Dan and just tell us. Send me the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. You've got to give us your information because we've got to mail it to you. This thing is a package. It's a box full of good stuff. Or you can uh, call our office, 844-QUIZ-DAN, whatever is necessary. Call right now if you want. There will be a voicemail that will answer, but just leave your information on Monday. Beth will give you a call, and we'll get it out to you. So number of ways you can do this, but you want the information. It's very important. Things are different than they used to be as it relates to retirement planning. And it's largely because we live healthier lives now. But with longevity comes the need to be more responsible for our longevity. We don't want to be caught off guard like that. We don't want to be like Mickey Mantle who said, if I only knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. You know, Death should not be required for your financial plan to work. And you can avoid some of these trappings by taking the right steps now. So get the toolkit, get the information that, that you need, and then you, know, and then you can take it from there. And if, it, if after you receive it, you want to meet with us, there'll be information in the kit on how you can do that. Again, the way to get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit is to text the word RETIRE to 555-888. Text RETIRE to 555-888. Click on the link, fill out the information, and we'll send you that Retirement Rescue Toolkit. You can also call instead if you don't like the texting route or have a landline. You can do that at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN. He is a certified financial planner, your local wealth coach here in the area, offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Reach out to him by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN or to get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit. You can also text the word RETIRE to 555-888. Again, text RETIRE to 555-888. And Dan, before we put a bow on this conversation, I think one other thing worth mentioning how retirement now is different than the way things used to be is, you know, not even from a financial perspective, but on that longevity item, our retirements are going to be different in just the lifestyle that we live. We're going to be much more active for a much longer period of time. I know I've shared before my grandparents, both sets are in their 80s, and my grandparents next month on my mom's side are going to Antarctica. And yeah, that's fabulous. My if they have the resources to do it, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're going to be active if you want them to be active. You know, if you take care of yourself and you have the financial resources, they're going to be very active. On the other hand, it is very depressing to see people living long lives of inactivity. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to get overly depressing about it, but you know, it's almost like they're waiting, and you know, it's no way to be. Now, I'm not saying it takes money to have an active uh, retirement. It doesn't. You. Can, you know, most of the great things in life, really, I know it sounds cliche, they really are free, but that little trip to Antarctica ain't going to be free. And you're, uh, <laughs> I applaud them for doing it. I don't understand why they're doing it, 
I had a client go there once. I didn't get it. I saw the pictures. It looked like North Dakota. But, you know, if that's what you want to do, you at least get to go to Argentina for a little while. You know. They are uh, just trying to say that they can now. Been I think that the they've continents. been to all the continents. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I get that. Um, <laughs> they, are, they are world travelers. My other grandparents yeah. are uh, very domestic travelers. They've been everywhere in the United States, you can imagine. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just really neat to see how both of them, you know, travel is their thing and, oh, yeah. uh, and they just, you know, they have their one big trip a year that they do. And it's, it's pretty fun to see. Yeah. Well, part of that area is on my bucket. I mean, in that direction, in Argentina, there's an area called Patagonia and, um, and that is the ultimate place to go for trout fishing. So, mm. yeah, but it's so mysterious. I haven't even spent the time figuring out. The mecca it, of uh, trout fishing. Huh? But that is, yeah. That, if someone's been to Patagonia, they, they, they know what they're doing. So uh, there's that and what? The tango is, uh, isn't, that Venice, isn't that Argentina also? I think it is, yes. Might be. I know, know for that. I know so. Patagonia is like wine. the clothing company. but uh. yeah, Well, that's exactly right. It's, it's <laughs> named after that after that region. So yeah. Anyway, I'm sure they'll have a great time. Good yeah, time. it's neat. But it's a great illustration of how things it are is. different than the way they used to be. And that's a good thing. Yeah. But we need to make sure that our money lasts, and we need to make sure that you know we're, we're factoring in all these things, these obstacles that we're going to be faced with. And with longevity comes inflation with you know along the way in taxes the fact that things are just going to cost more and the fact that these retirement plans we have are going to get hit up even more if you're just going to put your head in the sand on that one seriously the strike of a pen you could see your net worth go down simply because the tax is associated with it so be careful with this one and get the toolkit folks it's, it's worth your time i promise you again get the toolkit by texting the word retire to 555-888 Text RETIRE to 555-888. Click on the link and fill out the info. Or you can always call 844-QUIZ-DAN. Stay with us. Coming up next, it'll be Tales from the Tax Side right here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Puzzles go by a lot of names. There are jigsaw puzzles, crosswords, word searches, Sudoku, Anagrams, trivia, riddles, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain twisters, brain knitters, knotters, and bogglers. You get the idea. It's kind of like financial planners and advisors. A lot of people call themselves a financial advisor, but there are often a lot of differences between these people. Some only sell insurance. Some are RIAs. Some can't sell stocks. Some are RFCs. Some are IRA experts. Some are chartered retirement planning counselors. The list goes on and on. It can be difficult to know who's really a financial planner. Who really is going to make decisions in your best interest rather than just what's suitable for you? That's why it's important that you know Dan Capril is a certified financial planner, or CFP for short. CFPs make a career-long commitment to meet the ever-changing needs of their clients. That's the kind of person you want to work with when planning for retirement. So forget all those other riddlers in the financial world and work with the best. Contact Dan Capril at 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Composer Stephen Sondheim once said, The nice thing about doing a crossword puzzle is you know there is a solution. That's exactly how you can view the financial world. You know there's a solution to the sometimes complex challenges facing you, especially when you plan for retirement. And if you need some help finding the right answers, then keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle, and this is one of our favorite parts of the week where we go to the Tales from the Tax Side portion of the show. 
This is where Dan tells us a great story from the world of celebrity or entertainment or athletes or just some sort of, you know, some sort of thing in the world that has to deal with taxes. And then we'll relate it to your maybe individual situation, connect it to your life. And uh, everybody can connect with this, Dan. I'm reading the headline for today's story. Over the river and through the woods, are we going to grandmother's house? (laughs) We go. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in Queens, which is one of the five boroughs of New York City. And I lived in a, uh, me, my mom, dad, sister, we lived in a a two-story apartment. In fact, uh, I lived on 77th Street and everybody, as far as I know, lived on apartments. I didn't really know what a house was. It was, again, we were in a two-story, so we we had to go up the steps and, and my grandmother um, who was, I don't know, she probably lived about eight blocks away. She lived in an apartment too. And I remember when we would go to to her place for Thanksgiving, my cousins would be there too. They also lived not too far away and they lived in an apartment as well. And these apartments, I mean, I guess as apartments go, were reasonably good size, but they were small, but we didn't know any differently. And so, of course, you know, the kids, we would all be stuck eating uh, at the kids' table, which in my grandmother's place was a coffee table in her living room. And then all the adults would be at the dining room, the, the you know, the, the big people's table. And it's funny how things change because we were, you know, not only were we ignored, we were told before we even got there that, you know, our, basically our freedom was the couch and the bathroom and that was it. You know, you it's like, you're the, don't cause any trouble, you know, et cetera. And, uh, and so we, we played our part. But it's, it's interesting because when you look at the issue of size, you know, so again, I, I grew up in this apartment. It was a three bedroom apartment, had one bathroom. And then over the years, you know, we moved. And then today I look at the size of my house today, which is not particularly large. I've never had a big feel for that. But when I go to certain parts of the country, and I'm thinking like Southeast and, and Texas, et cetera, I'm amazed at the size of the homes there. Now, I know construction costs are lower, but there's a movement uh, that's been going on for a while. It's this, you know, what they call the McMansion. And what they've done is they build these really large homes. Now, quality of construction is, is questionable in, in many, many cases, but it seems like there's a penchant more for size than it is for quality. And, and you can see it when these suckers get to be 15, 20, 25 years old. You know, if you own one of those, you may find yourself making some major changes. Well, you know, what drives a lot of home ownership has been the tax law. And it's because home mortgage interest, the, you know, the interest that you're paying on the mortgage is tax deductible. Now, in the, up until the 1980s, all interest was tax deductible. I remember when I first got out of college, I only had this for one year. But if you had any credit card debt, if you had any interest on your car loan, you could deduct it, which was huge. And then in 1986, they simplified the tax laws by getting rid of a lot of those deductions. And one of them was home mortgage interest. Or home mortgage interest, excuse me, stayed. All of their interests went away. Now, this deduction has always been something that realtors have used to motivate people to buy homes. Look, buying a home, I don't care what size it is. It's more expensive than you realize. There's so much upkeep and maintenance and insurance and other factors that go with it. And unless you live in a couple of different parts of the country, it's not going to appreciate all that much in value that you're going to get a return. Now, the cool thing is on paper, you know, if you live in your house three out of the last five years and you sell it for a profit, you don't have to pay any tax on that profit unless it exceeds $500,000 if you're a married couple. That's cool. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen in just about anywhere, particularly here. In fact, the studies show it only happens in about four or five different places nationally, and you can guess what those cities are. You know, it's the ones with the highest cost of living. So understand that, yeah, there's some tax advantages to owning a house. But when you look at cash flow, very often you're actually going to be better off paying a slightly higher tax because you're going to save money somewhere else. I'm not against homeownership, all right? I own a house myself. It's a lifestyle decision. It is not a net worth growth decision. You know, my son now, he's, he's a year out of college. Well, he's not, not just a few months out of college, actually. And boy, I've had, I've had this drilled into him so much. I've I've afraid that I've gone the other way. Oh, I'm like, look, you know, you know, you get married and your wife, you get a house, okay? But please don't get it. You know, I would much rather you have a fifty thousand dollar stock portfolio than fifty thousand dollars worth of equity in a home, simply because you you can't do anything with that equity, and your portfolio is much more likely to grow, and you don't have to pay property taxes on your equity and your your portfolio. And your portfolio doesn't require it be painted or maintained or any of those other things. 
Now, I'll often blame the real estate industry for pushing this whole issue of home ownership, but this whole McMansion thing, I think, is a, is a byproduct of that. There's so many things that come as a result of, of tax rules. If they ever got rid of the home mortgage interest deduction, and I hope they don't, and I don't think they can, to be honest with you. I think it would be a real challenge. But if they ever did, I think you would see a dramatic change in the way people are living. You're kind of already seeing it now with younger people. I think they're starting to get it about you know rushing to buy a house and all that stuff. Renting has a lot of advantages to it. You just need to look at it. But just understand, if it, if it, if it comes down to growing your net worth, when you add up, even though it's deductible, when you add up all that interest you're going to pay on that house over 30 years, on top of all the other things that are out there, it can be you know somewhat cost problematic. Yes, I want you to lower your taxes. I mean, that's why we, we created the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. We want to give you good information to do that. But I also want you to spend your money wisely. And tax laws can change. And I think they're going to change with this next administration. I don't know how much, but I think they're going to change. Now, one of the cool things that we always try to do is keep people informed of, of changes as they occur. So when you do order the Retirement Rescue Toolkit, one of the things that we automatically sign you up for is our monthly newsletter. It's actually a print newsletter. I mean, we actually do that. We send it out from the mailbox. And we keep you informed of things that are going to go on in there. So if you'd like to be a subscriber to the newsletter and get the toolkit at the same time, very easy to do it. Text the word retire to 555-888 on your phone and you get a chance. Another way you could do it is you could go to quizdan.com. You could give our office a call, 844-QUIZDAN. Any of those options you can you call, we'll send you the information in the toolkit, but more importantly, you'll have the newsletter. In the newsletter, we, we tackle a lot of different issues. And a lot of the ones we talk about in the show, things we don't even talk about in the show. Some of the things are kind of fun. Like we just did an article over Thanksgiving about, you know, it's kind of a myth what the Thanksgiving feast was all about. It, you know, it's nice to tell the story that maybe the Indians helped the starving pilgrims. Now, the reality was the pilgrims figured out that if they had a free market system, the farmers would be more prosperous than they were. So it was very much a capitalist um, holiday. But anyway, it's good information. We're always eager to send it out. Love to send it out to our listeners. So get a copy of the newsletter. Again, there's no, um, there's no cost for it. We put a lot of time and effort into it. And it's our way of saying thank you for being a part of this show. So again, text the word retire to 555-888. We'll send you the newsletter. We'll send you the retirement rescue toolkit, all the great items that are in there, the online course that comes along with it. A lot of great stuff. Do that now. Get ready for a new year and let's start doing things right. Again, that number to text is 555-888 and send us the word in the message field, retire. That's all you have to do is send the word retire to the number 555-888. Just text us. We'll send you a link immediately. Click on the link and fill out the information and you'll get that toolkit in the mail. Text retire to 555-888. Now, if you say, you know what, I really don't like texting, or I don't have a smartphone, or I'm out of landline, so I don't have the ability, you can call and request that toolkit as well. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number. That's 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN. If you're here in Cincinnati, Dayton, one of the surrounding communities, this is a great opportunity to connect with the president of Matson and Capril. Dan Capril, Certified Financial Planner, your local wealth coach here in the area. Again, text the word RETIRE to 555-888 or call 844-QUIZ-DAN to get in touch that way as well. Dan, we're out of time for this week, but as always, I want to give you a big thank you for taking the time out to join us, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Pleasure. Have a great week, everyone. Good luck with that goal of uh, not gaining any weight during the holidays. <laughs> Keep up the good Thank work. you. I need it. That's right. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call. Or don't forget, you can text to get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Text the word RETIRE to 555-888. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.